You're listening to It's a Beautiful Influence with Allison and Krista. What the? No, I didn't cuss. I just said something you wouldn't like to hear. Welcome to the podcast where we encourage you to live boldly, speak freely, and take action. Influencer marketing, how small business owners can level up. Oh man, oh man, this is one of those things that it's such a particular topic and I feel like so many, I think almost every small business misses this. Yeah, they do. They They really do. They either have the wrong impression of it and I think it's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Which in some cases it's not. There are some bad influencers, right? Oh, for sure. Or they just automatically assume that there's no way they have the budget for it. Right, exactly. I think that's a big part of it too because it seems like you have to be like a million dollar company before you can afford influencers. And I think, I mean, I feel like both of us would agree on this, that it's one of the most effective ways to get products and services out there. Oh, absolutely. And there are endless case studies that I could share because I teach this in my social media class too, just did today. There we go. There are endless case studies I could share of small businesses that have used influencer marketing to blow up. Yes. Right. Um, and then also um, the, st- the statistics show like more, anybody like under the age of 40 now, mm-hmm. they prefer marketing or advertisements from influencers mm-hmm. or they are more much more likely to buy a product or service that is you know sold to them by an influencer mm-hmm. than being sold directly by the company it's true because people want to talk to people not to businesses yep. right yep. so especially with social media it makes it a lot easier so we kind of wanted to go over um you know how can small businesses use influencers to get their brand exposure what is it that they can do that it's not going to break their budget, you know, and a lot of times small businesses just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with influencers. Influencers don't always know once they get their attention or get their following, like, what am I supposed to do with this? What should I accept or not accept? Or what's a good idea, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so this can be helpful to both. But um, the first one here, which is, I think, one of the most general ones is discount codes. Yeah. Right. So there's the the general like, hey, here's the 10% discount code that you can, you know, give to your followers, share out and, you know, get your commissions based on that. Um, and that usually lets the influencer make money. And then it also, um, you know, helps bring in business to that that company right because one of the main reasons that you use an influencer other than the obvious one is that people you know will be trust more trusting of an influencer that they follow and like right uh, but the two is that it expands your audience right so right. like you as a small business owner maybe you only have 500 followers on instagram but if you're able to partner with an influencer who has 10,000 followers mm-hmm. that are followers who are likely to be your customers then them sharing a discount code is now giving you 10,000 more people than you would ever have had before. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of the strategy with this, if you are going to use a discount code, um, is to recruit more people to do it and have less requirements. Because if you have a base of saying, you know, I can take 10% off of my product or I can raise the price of the product so I can give this discount, um, you can recruit more people to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can, it's, it's a lot easier to do that because there's no, there's no price increase for you. The more people you get, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and so less requirements, meaning, you know, you can have people that have more followers or less followers or, you know, kind of whatever range you want to keep it at. Um, but really it's reaching out to those people, giving them your little spiel saying, Hey, I like your stuff. I like what you do. Here's what I'm doing. Would you be willing to, you know, work with me? Yep. Um, And so that's one way that you can go about, um, you know, using influencers. 
And then, uh, sorry, <laughs> we're struggling. I'm struggling today. <laughs> this uh, lockdown shutdown is not affecting me well. <laughs> um, it's okay. I get so you. then the other thing is that you could actually give the influencer your product or service for free. Yes. In exchange for them to post it um, on their feed or in a story. Yes. Um, or both sometimes, right? You know, depending on the value. If it's something of high value, you can ask them to do a couple different things. Yes. Um, but so this way, you know, so you're not paying them in dollars. Right. And, but you are giving them something for free. And then if, you know, they're definitely willing to share it, then that's that's a worthwhile exchange. That's, think of giving away that product or service for free as paying for an, a Facebook ad. Or exactly. paying for, you know, um, a Google a pay-per-click for Google search or something like that. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just you're giving away your product or service instead of paying directly to a marketing company. Exactly. And the the big part here is that, you know, um, and I think even some big companies that do really well miss this is they use a one-time thing. So mm-hmm. I, I worked with this watch company. They sent me one watch. It was a like a $100 watch, really nice watch. And But they were like, okay, based on your one post – we are going to measure how many sales you make through your code. And if you make a good amount of sales, we'll keep working with you. If you don't, then, you know, that'll be the end. But I'm like, I mean, you know, one you know, one post is not to, enough no. to make awareness for people. It has to be a long term. Exactly. So if I'm going to like actually sell watches for this company, I need to post, you know, four or five times within the span of a couple months or whatever. And I need to be wearing different watches and different outfits and whatever. Like it doesn't work that way, you know? Yep. And so I think a lot of companies miss that because they're really wasting their money when they only see it once. I mean, it still gives them brand exposure. I don't think it's a terrible thing. Right. But it's not on a consistent basis. Um, And so I see some of the really successful athletic companies will do something like they'll say every quarter, every time we come out with new products, we're going to send them to you and you do a review on your page. Mm -hmm. And then everybody gets to see all the new products. Everybody sees you wearing them all the time because now, you know, over the year or two, you have a bunch of them. Right. Um, And that is much, much more effective than a one-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like if you see an ad one time. You're not necessarily going to buy anything. But exactly. if you see that ad three, four, five times over a few months, all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm going to check this out. Exactly. Like, Or, yeah, maybe it is time to buy this. Like, Exactly. And, and that's... The same with influencers. Like, yeah. They have to put it on their story, put it on their feed, like, at least a couple of times or, like, mm-hmm. consistently over time. And then their followers will be like, oh, this person really does wear that watch. Or this right. person really does use that fitness apparel brand. This person exactly. really does use that protein powder every every day in their shakes. Like Right. And that's the thing. You know, a normal person who is just sharing their story will actually have those products already. Right. And they'll show you, oh, here's what I had in my shake this morning. Yeah. Here's the peanut butter I used. Here's this. Here's yep. that. And if you are trying to become an influencer or trying to become better on social media, that's something to note is that you want to be that person that's advertising before anyone ever contacts you. Yep. Because that's how the companies will see what you do and they'll be like, oh, she's good at that. I like the way he does that, whatever. Yeah. And that's how they'll want to work with you. But um, yeah, it's got to be something. I mean, in my opinion, there it's not a good idea to do most things short term. Right. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because you, it, it just it just doesn't. It does give you brand exposure and it does get people to look at your page maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. But in the long term, um, something where you are giving away your products or another idea with it is um, some companies will say for your first purchase, we'll give you 
you know, 50% off or 60% off. And, you know, um, that makes it so you're getting a big discount that nobody else gets. Um, ideally, you want that to be something that's worth their while, right? Because if you give somebody 50 or 60% off, it's still kind of like, I don't know, it's not the best deal, you know, especially for influencers, because influencers get stuff, depending on how many followers they have, you can get free, and yeah, like paid. free and all this stuff, I'll pay you to do posts all the time, right, so you have to think about when you're contacting influencers, like what's going to be worth it to them, yep, and yep. you know, at, at certain points, giving them 20% off on their first purchase is not going to mm-hmm. work for them, right, you know, yeah, so, um, yeah, so giving them a big discount or giving them something for free is really the way to go if you want to be effective, and if it's something like food, give them a free you know, donut every month or give right. them a free, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. The, the monthly or quarterly like basis of stuff is a really, that's a great idea as a business because then that influencer is going to consistently have a reason to mm-hmm. post about your products or services and the, their audience is going to see them consistently posting about those products. Or services. Yes, exactly. So it's definitely a good way to uh, get started. So, you know, and this is, it is funny. I hadn't really thought about it when we decided to, to record this episode today. Like, I literally did just teach about this to my social media class mm-hmm. today. And this, these are some of the key points that I taught to them too. And that is, that is, how do you find the right influencer? Because a lot of people just think, oh, she's popular. She has, you know, 50,000 followers. Right. She's willing to do a post um, for me for just the free product. Yay. But that's not that doesn't make the right influencer the right, right. <laughs> so we're going to help you make sure you find the right influencer for your product or service yes so um a big thing kind of like we already talked about is find somebody who's already promoting similar products um you know whether it's for another company and you see they're working with other companies or it's just something that they post every day yeah you know um and kind of along those same lines is somebody who is passionate in that field yeah you know if you're selling something healthy even if there's somebody who might accept it, if they're not, if they don't regularly post healthy things or talk about it, their audience isn't geared towards that and probably won't take it well. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so then, you know, so you have to find also, um, somebody who actually creates good content. Yeah. (laughs) That's because you're going to, one of the ways you can have a successful influencer relationship is where what the way they share their content and post their content is in line with the way you do your content, right? Like right. they have to match up in some way. They don't have to be the same exactly, right? But there has to be similarities so that when they talk about your brand, it fits with their brand, right? And that's the thing. It's kind of like talking about you want to be talking about somebody like your best friend, like you could recommend them, you know? Right. Because if it's not that type of relationship, it doesn't feel as authentic. It's not as you know, kind of I guess welcoming um, for people to to like it and go along with it, and so. I mean, along with good content, you know, I've seen so many people who accept, um, you know, influencers or this or that, that take terrible pictures. Their pictures are not good. Right. And I'm like, okay, you need to look through their page and see, do they take clear pictures? Are their pictures bright? Yeah. Are their pictures? And I wouldn't know this if I didn't get all these influencer packets saying, please make sure that your entire body's in the frame. Please make sure (laughs) that. And I'm like, wait, what? What? I'm like, why wouldn't, but you know what? Because people run into it. Yeah. And they realize they have to lay it out for some people that they, you know, want to accept into their program. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's, you know, good content. When we say somebody who creates good content, that means they actually, like, 
regularly share good stuff on their stories, right. regularly have quality photos. Yes. <laughs> and somebody who can write. Now, once again, you know, obviously you might give them like, here's kind of what we would like you to say about the product. Like you might give them that information, but they still need to put it into their own voice right. or else it's not going to feel authentic. So right. if they don't already write good captions or good posts, right then they're not going to be able to take your content and adapt it to theirs well either. Exactly, exactly. So it's something that, you know, we recommend that that brands or companies or people that want to use these tactics and, you know, use influencers to get um, exposure that you follow some people for a while. Follow them for two weeks before you reach out to them, yeah. you know, and make sure that they do line up with your brand. You do like their content. You know, it's something that aligns with your, your brand message. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if by chance, maybe you happen to get some good exposure early on or somebody finds you and they reach out to you to want to be an influencer for you and represent your brand, you know, maybe you don't have to follow them for two weeks, but go, go investigate their profile. Yeah, like, at least. Go watch their stories or some of their highlights if they have them. Go check mm -hmm. out their feed, like, and make sure that it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they have all those things that we've already been talking about. Um, and then the last thing... <laughs> Yep. The last thing <laughs> is, um, find somebody who has good engagement, not just a following, right? Yes. So we see this <laughs> a lot now and I don't know how it even happens, but you see someone with a hundred thousand followers and they get like 50 likes on a post, Right. something is wrong. Do not send your product <laughs> because if nobody's actually engaging or commenting or talking, right. then you are wasting your time. Yep. Wasting your time, wasting your money. Yep. Um, so that's the thing. And I think if this is not as common anymore, but there are still companies and people who go, well, she has 150,000 followers. I'm like, yeah, but did you look at her engagement rate? Right, right. What is the general, like what's something they can go by, like percentage or, you know, to know how it's good? So it depends on the number of followers because engagement rates do go down mm -hmm. the higher the number of followers you have. But most mm -hmm. small businesses are probably looking at what we call micro-influencers, right. which is in that like one to 10,000 maybe up to more like a you like a 30 or 40,000 mm -hmm. followers um but most people who are willing to take just free product or discount codes are going to be those micro influencers right um and so in that case if it's a personal brand that they have right right they should still be getting somewhere in like the I think it's like four to six percent does that sound right to you mm -hmm. I think that I'm trying to do the math right now I haven't looked at these numbers in a while but like you know, anybody over ten thousand, like over fifty thousand followers, I think the engagement rate's down to like one percent already on average. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're looking at fifty thousand or higher and they're getting more than one percent engagement, great, they're probably right. good. Um, but under fifty thousand, especially under ten thousand, their engagement rate should be, you know, like at least four percent probably. Right, right, for sure, and yeah, so that's something that you can. Just look at and again, like see if the people that are commenting are bots or if they're actual comments referring to the post. Because yeah. you know, a lot of times you just see things. I have bots that comment on my picture. I don't know where they came from. Right. Oh, I yeah. Was like, the bots are everywhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> but you but know, if it's if it's yeah, make sure, if it's only bots, right? Right. <laughs> um, if it's only bots or like it's if if their pattern of likes and comments seems too consistent, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's probably bot bots or bot likes or bot comments somehow because right. 
the Instagram algorithm is so crazy. Like, and I know you've seen this, I've seen this and on our own accounts and on other accounts, like from one day to the next, like you, one day you might get 15% engagement and the next day you might get 2%. Like, mm-hmm. so don't just look at one or two posts. You kind of have to look at their overall pattern. Right. And then that will also tell you if their overall pattern is, is almost exactly the same engagement for every single post. Right. That's not, that's not real. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, that people have to see is it's just like anything, not everything's going to go really well. Not all of your posts are going to do really well. Right. Some of them, maybe three in a row will suck, but then the next one will be good. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, but that's, that's definitely important to know. So, um, Yeah. All right. Well, there's your quick lesson on influencer marketing for small businesses. Yes. And uh, we hope that you found something valuable that you can apply to help your business grow and um, do better. Reach out to us if you have any questions and let us know how we can help. Thank you for listening to It's a Beautiful Influence. Did you like this episode? Please share it out and tag us when you do. Also, have you subscribed yet or left us a rating or review? We would so appreciate if you did. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode and connect with us on Instagram at creating the letter U online. Make it a fabulous day.